I look around at us. On May 5th. You know what I see? Family. I love you all. Saying goodbye. It's time. Is a hole. Yeah! <laughs> Lot of fun. It's the end of the road, Guardians. That is sad. You know what's sad? People on Earth die when they're like 50. Are you about to die? I'm not 50. What's on a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Rated PG-13. Only in theaters May 5th. Hello, everyone across the galaxy and beyond. This is Rico, and this is Trex and Sci-Fi, your weekly dose of geeky goodness. It is show 903. It is May 14th, 2023. And uh, yeah, that's I'm back. I skipped last week. A lot of things happening. I'm finally fully healthy again. Got rid of that ridiculously nasty cold. And yeah, things are good. New puppy Luna is settling in well, and so we're doing a podcast. Yeah, and uh, I'm doing this a little later today um, for a variety of things, uh, but it doesn't matter to you guys. It doesn't really matter that much to me. Actually, I feel a little bit more energetic. It's a little after lunch right now rather than do it first thing in the morning. Maybe maybe I'll start doing this after all this time. Uh, but today, the um, as you just heard at the beginning, that was a little TV spot for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And uh, I saw that, really enjoyed it, and uh, I'm going to plan on talking about that a little bit today because this is going to be, I decided, let's just do a Guardians of the Galaxy podcast. Let's talk about all three movies. When I get to number three, which some people may not have seen yet, uh, obviously it'll be a little bit of a spoiler warning, but I won't give you guys a a lot of heavy detail of the movie. I'll probably just talk in general terms, but um but yeah, I, uh, I I've really enjoyed these these three movies, and that's the main topic for the week. And uh, oh, also, I don't think I said yet, but Happy Mother's Day to uh, all the moms out there. And yeah, so you guys, you know, the uh, always underappreciated but always loved. You know, the moms of the world keep things going. And I was gonna say something. Uh, I don't know, something more deep. Was I? Probably not. I don't say deep things on this show. <laughs> do I? Eh, maybe sometimes I do. I don't know. Let let us move on with uh, getting into uh, this week's Treks in Sci-Fi. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Scotty, beat me up. Stand by to receive our transmission. All right, folks, again, welcome to the show. Rico, your host. Uh, and if you want to support the show, that's over at patreon.com forward slash Trex and Sci-Fi. Get that out of the way at the top. Really appreciate everyone that does that. Uh, as I've said many times, I've had a pretty loyal little group of uh, Patreon supporters for a very long time for, for the show. Uh, and Patreon's super easy to use. You can you can set up it up via PayPal. Um, you can, you know, a couple of dollars a month as I was... I was I cannot talk now. Uh, I've always tried to support the shows that I enjoy and listen to, podcasts and and that. So, yeah, if you guys feel like it, go for it. Um, All right. So 
also, oh, by the way, um, I think, except for the one, I think there was one winner a little further away, but I, I, I have shipped out all the winning um, uh, Strange New Worlds. I don't know, my mind just went numb for a second. Strange New Worlds, uh, Season 1 Blu-ray sets, those got shipped out uh, about a week ago now, I think last Monday, and most of you should have received those. The winners, there were four. Uh, CBS Paramount, whoever it is, I think it's basically CBS, really, uh, home video, home entertainment, uh, was kind enough to reach out to myself. I know they, they did this with several um, Star Trek-related podcasts out there and provided some Blu-ray copies, discs, you know, good old physical media uh, to uh, to give out to the to the fans and, and listeners of the of the various podcasts, and and really appreciated that. I am actually getting, I, I kind of somewhat forgot slightly about this. But there is a, uh, we haven't had this, I don't think, for any of the other Trek series, Discovery or, or Picard. Um, but, um, and I don't know, I'm assuming they are filmed in, you know, something capable of 4K. But there's a 4K release, a 4K video release of Strange New Worlds coming. I think it might be coming out very soon, maybe this week or next week. I've kind of lost track, but I do have that set ordered on Amazon. I ordered it for a while ago and I decided to, even though I, um, I did keep one of the five Blu-ray copies, but I'm going to, I will also getting and paying for a, um, 4k version, uh, which, which I think is just, you know, I wish, I wish these shows would, would come out more on physical media. I saw something the other day and I've seen this a few times and I, and I get everybody has different reasons and I'm not saying my reasons are your reasons, that's a good thing to lead into any discussion, really. I'm not saying my reasons are your reasons. I like that. But I I, I, I love physical media still. I, I still collect a lot of, um, not maybe as many as I used to, but some movies and television shows on, on Blu-ray or 4K, um, even a few things on DVD still, because some things never have been put out on anything more than DVD. But the... Um, you know, there was some, it was a YouTube thing or something or the other the other day. And, you know, there's there's been talk. I know Disney has announced this. Uh, I'm not sure if other services, I think there was some other streaming services that have been, been announcing this. But there's been some announcements lately, and, and they're, they're all having to cut back, and, and they've laid people off. But there's also these announcements that they're starting to suspend or remove uh, content from their streaming services. Now, the interesting thing for me right now, or the maybe it's not too surprising, but I don't think Book of Boba Fett or Mandalorian, those things are not available on disc. I don't think officially anywhere. I don't think. Maybe if somebody has, you know, some other information, you know, treksf at gmail.com, send me an email. But I know here in the U.S. at least, those things are not out on disc. So, you know, that you basically, if you're subscribed you can watch them um I, I i won't say how to do it but there are ways um there are apps and things and there are ways to record uh even streaming shows that you're subscribed to and of course there's always pirate ways to do it but which i'm not condoning or suggesting but my my point with all of this is I, I would hate that that you know people don't have the ability to to view this content uh it, it's I mean, I do subscribe to many streaming services. I, I try to support the shows that I watch, and I watch them. I enjoy them. 
you know, Paramount with the Trek shows, Disney with the Star Wars stuff and Marvel things and, and so on. So uh, I don't mind supporting them, but it's a little it's 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 it is a little annoying to me, honestly, that at, at a whim or whatever, that they can just pull junk off of there. I'd be shocked if, if Disney pulls any of the Star Wars content off. It would it would really surprise me. I mean, they paid a lot for Star Wars. I don't even think like, I mean, they, they own it, don't they? Doesn't Disney own Star Wars? So what, I don't see that they're licensing that stuff. So I don't see how pulling that content's going to save them any money, right? Uh, unless there's, maybe there's something there I'm missing. I, I don't know. Um Maybe there's residuals or something for every time they show it. They have to pay Lucasfilm still a little bit. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. But the I don't think so. Marvel is probably a different story a little bit, maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe it's not either because don't they own Marvel too? So I don't know. I, I really don't know. But I, I w- it would be very disappointing if you woke up one day and you turned on and say, hey, I would like to watch like the first season of Mandalorian again, and it's gone for some reason, you know, or whatever, or a movie that you like on these things. So, you know, I have a pretty big library of movies uh, and television shows on disc. And and the only thing that concerns me, honestly, about discs are they are, they're much, much more durable and much more long lasting than, than videotape was, but they're not a forever medium. I mean, I mean, they do degrade. Uh, I have some very old discs and some of them are pretty old. I noticed I've noticed this even with old um, computer programs on disk uh, that sometimes reading those is difficult for uh, optical drives. But anyway, um, I don't know how I got off onto that whole tangent. <laughs> it's a bit of a tangent, right? Uh, oh, I know. I started to talk about the the movie giveaway, not movie, but the Strange New Worlds giveaway thing. Yeah. So I have collected like uh, you know Discovery, Picard, uh, Lower Decks. Uh, I, and, you know, in Strange New Worlds now, you know, and of course the previous Trek shows. I have all those shows, everything on physical media. And I'm happy, I'm glad that even though Trek, there's there's a little bit of weirdness going on with, with uh, Lower Decks and, and what they're releasing on what kind of formats. And they started with, and the Steelbook thing, if you know what that is, uh, you know, but... Uh, as long as I can still get my hands on a physical copy, especially of the Trek shows, I'm, I'm going to do that. Um, I actually realized the other day, uh, a couple weeks ago, that I hadn't bought the final, the la- not the final, the last season of Discovery number four. And again, it's not the, you know, the show I, I've mentioned many times, it's got its issues and some people hate it, which I, I, as I've said in the podcast before, hate is such a strong word. If you dislike it, if you don't like it or don't enjoy it, but do you really hate it? I, I, I question when somebody says they hate a television show. I'm like, really? You do? You hate it. <laughs> is it hurting you somehow? <laughs> but it, it just seems like a very extreme reaction. I, I've joked and said before, I, 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 saved, I try to save the word hate for certain politicians and certain, um, you know, historical figures that were really bad, stuff like that, you know. But um, but anyway, beyond all my little goofiness with the with the word, the you know, I still bought Discovery season four on disc. It just you know, I wanted to have it. The quality is still better if you've got a good Blu-ray disc player or a 4K player or boat or whatever. You know, mo- most you know most modern 
Blu-ray players will play 4K. I mean, there's no point in really buying, in my mind, buying just a 4K, or sorry, a Blu-ray player that doesn't handle 4K. The, um, But the point is, you know, you, you can't beat disc quality on a, on a good setup and a good TV. I, I don't care how good your streaming service is, that stuff will never quite meet that. Um, because it's compressed a little, they may say it's X re- resolution or whatever, but it's it's it may be that resolution, but it's still been compressed. The data has been compressed, which you know, for people that are into this stuff, it, it's it's how much data is is on every frame that they're that they're streaming to you. So um, the sharpness, the crispness, you know, can be a little bit lacking. Although TVs tend to compensate for it and upscaling and things, but um, but I'm. Bottom line, I, I love physical media, and, and I'll always grab it if I can. Speaking of that, I got myself um, – I just hit a 10-year anniversary at my current workplace job. And for those out there, this may be a common thing, but a lot of times when you hit like 5-year, 10-year, whatever, 20-year at workplaces, you'll get maybe some kind of little gift catalog and you can pick something out of that. And even though I didn't really need this uh, at all, I wouldn't have gone out and bought this on my own because I don't really need it. There was this little, I flipped through the little offerings and there was this little compact um, kind of all-in-one audio setup thing. It, it's kind of fashioned as sort of an old old style kind of retro little stereo looking thing with a couple of speakers on the front. You can um, play a regular AM, FM radio on it. You can play CDs on it. You can play cassette tapes on it. You can play uh, vinyl on it. You can, you know, so it, it can handle, except for good old like eight track tapes, it, it can pretty much play any audio format out there. So I decided I bought, and it's kind of maybe one of the reasons it inspired me to do a Guardians of the Galaxy uh, podcast today, which is um, I bought uh, the uh, first uh, the first movie soundtrack, which I still think is the best. Uh, I, I liked the, the two and three soundtrack as well. Um, but I, but I still, there's something about some of the, and probably because I, I think I, the favorite of the guardians movie still to me will be the first one, but the, uh, I bought that on a cassette, you know, everyone who knows the movies knows that Peter Quill, you know, star Lord carries around this, at least in the first movies, um, carries around this cassette player. And, and cause you know, of the time and the era that he was pulled from earth at, was back way back when cassettes were still around or whatever. So, uh, so I decided, yeah, that'll be kind of fun. But get a cassette, I, and Amazon still had it, so and it wasn't that expensive. So I, it was kind of fun jamming with um, the the soundtrack on a cassette on this new little audio uh, setup thing that I got. So, yeah, I, I I I think it's pretty cool, and I've been buying a little bit of vinyl in the last couple of years too. I bought a new record player for my main stereo. And, uh, yeah, it's, there's something about this retro stuff that, that just, maybe it's a nostalgia thing. I always wonder these days, I don't think my kids, my two sons are, are into this at all. Uh, you know, everybody, everything's digital and there's certainly conveniences in, in, um, being, being able to play something with, with the snap of your fingers almost digitally. Uh, but there's something kind of fun of holding a disc a CD, uh, you know, an LP, uh, vinyl or whatever, uh, CD even, um, something nice about, you know, I can still remember when I got my first CD player. Um, and, uh, and then also growing up, I had, I still have a lot of them, which they're probably unplayable. They probably would break, but I still have a lot, a ton of cassette tapes. I, I, I get a little scared putting those tape 
cassettes, because anybody who knows anything about cassettes and magnetic tape, uh, you can actually mess up your player. Not only mess up the cassette tape, but you can mess it up if, if it's if it's gotten too aged and you try to play it in a thing, you, the tape can get pulled out and get all jammed up inside the cassette. Um, so I'm, I, I get a little fearful. I wasn't too afraid to play this new Guardians tape that I just got. It's probably not that old, right? Manufactured and so on. But, uh, uh, but yeah, I was a little, I'm a little afraid to play, you know, 25 year old cassette tapes in a, in a, in a tape player. So, um, all right. Anyway, uh, but yeah, what I used to do, uh, I don't know why I'm, I'm really bouncing around. It's going to be a weird podcast, I think maybe, but, but fun, I hope. Uh, my, my, the old mode way back in the day for me was I would buy, um, vinyl. I would buy LP records, right? And I would buy, th- th- this is goes back. Uh, there's a lot of people listening who will probably, uh, will probably doing the same thing, which is I never, except for maybe one or two exceptions, I, I didn't really buy cassettes that were pre-done. What I would do is I had a pretty good stereo set up and I would buy the vinyl record. And then I would record the the record onto a cassette, basically. The other thing that I would, uh, you know, onto a blank blank tape. And the and the other thing that I did with a few friends is we would trade albums around. We would trade vinyl records around, right? And then you, I would make a recording. Like I would let them borrow something I had, and they I would borrow something that I, you know, they had that I didn't have yet. And we would, you know, make tapes off of the records. Uh, so yeah, so that. Um, and I think at one point I may have even had a tape dub thing, which would just basically copy a tape to a tape. Although for audio people out there know this, when you do that, you, you, you lose a little bit of the, the audio fidelity and audio quality when you, when you dub a tape over. Um, you're always best to go back to the original source if you can. And I think, I'm trying to remember, did I, I think I may have even started, I, I think I even did some recordings off of CDs even at one point onto cassettes, but not too much, I don't think. All right, we're almost 20 minutes into the show, and I've talked about really hardly anything. <laughs> we need to get in the Guardian stuff. Let me zip through super fast what I've been watching. Uh, I guess we'll go with the most recent. I, I caught the Renfield movie, finally, with Nicolas Cage. You know, it was kind of fun. It wasn't quite what I expected. Um, and it is aptly titled Renfield, because the movie's really about Renfield. It's not really about Dracula. Um, Nicolas Cage, of course, hams it up. Um, but um, but yeah, I, I thought that was it was it was okay. It was pretty fun. I'm glad I didn't I didn't go out and pay movie level prices for it though. Um, still watching. Uh, you know the there's a couple of episodes of The Flash still to finish off with. Um, trying to think of what else. I'm got I've gotten behind with the new puppy and everything. I, I uh, on some shows, but. Um, but yeah, there's there's still uh, there's still some things running on network TV. The writer strike is going, so that's going to probably mess up, you know, fall TV a little bit. Although we've still got a lot of shows coming. We have the new season, season two of Strange New World starts in June. That's already a finished product. We've got Ahsoka coming in August, and, and you know there'll still be plenty to watch in the meantime. I think. Uh, but um, but yeah, I think that's. I'm trying to think of what else. There's some non-genre stuff that I'm watching. You know, I still love Ted Lasso. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this Bob Odenkirk, who who was in the Breaking Bad show in Better Call Saul, uh, called Lucky Hank. 
that just wrapped up. Uh, they did a, a fairly short season, only eight episodes. I hope it gets another season. A really good drama little show there. Uh, check that out if you get a chance. Um, what else, I think? Uh, that's, that's probably it. I, I think there's other things that I'm going to be watching. I was a little disappointed National Treasure, the Disney show, didn't get another season. I wasn't that surprised. But I did kind of get a kick out of the the, the show. I thought it was it was fun. Um, but again, it didn't have didn't have some star power maybe in there that people might have wanted or expected. Uh, but all right, let me take a short break. I will come back. I think during this break, let's play the trailer. Let's go back in time to when did it come out? Was it 2014? I think it was 2014, but I'll, I'll have to double check. Might have been 2015. But the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Let's play the the one of the trailers to the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, Volume One. Was it was it called Volume One at the time? Not sure. I'll I'll double check the title before I come back after the trailer to the first of the Guardians movies. Zandar. Check out the rap sheets. Drax, a.k.a. the Destroyer. Since his wife and family were killed, he's been on a rampage across the galaxy in his search for vengeance. Gamora, soldier, assassin, wanted on over a dozen counts of murder. Rocket, wanted on over 50 charges of vehicular theft and escape from lockup. What the hell? Groot, has been traveling recently as Rocket's personal houseplant slash muscle. Peter Jason Quill. He's also known as Star-Lord. Who calls him that? Himself, mostly. He's wanted largely on charges of minor assault, public intoxication, and fraud. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know how this machine worked. Hey, hey, hey! That's mine! You son of a bitch! Hey! Take those headphones off right now! They call themselves the Guardians of the Galaxy. What a bunch of a holes. Yeah, the the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy first movie. So yeah, 2014 came out in uh, July 21st, 2014. And uh, wait a second, this is July 21st, 2014, Dolby Theater, August 1st, 2014, in the United States. So maybe officially August 1st. Was it really that late? In in I I I don't know. Was it, I, I swear I saw it in the end of July when I when it came out. But anyway, it doesn't matter that much. 
So this movie, yeah, 2014 came out. Everyone knows it pretty well now if you're a Marvel fan, of course. Uh, the um, the budget um, looks like, what is this? This is weird. Budget million, $232 million gross budget. Net budget, $196 million. I have no idea what that means. There's a footnote, but who cares? <laughs> so roughly, let's just say $200 million or something cost. Uh, but it made almost seven hundred and seventy-five million, so almost eight hundred million. So that's a pretty good return, um, and, and a movie probably I would say that made James Gunn um, and and eventually gave James Gunn the job at remolding the DCU movie uh, franchise or whatever you want to call that 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 he's taken over now. Um, this movie has a lot of uh, it's just it's just great. We introduce all the characters. Uh, you heard that in the trailer a little bit there. Um, Chris Pratt is um, Chris Pratt kind of reminds me and, and stay with me here. He kind of reminds me a little bit like of The Rock or or Arnold Schwarzenegger even like he, he's just got a lot of charisma. He's just fun to watch. He, he, he seems like he's having a great time when he's doing these movies and, and it really helps you know he's the uh, uh you know the basically the leader of the guardians and and he you know i was about to say he carries the movie he doesn't really carry the movie but you need somebody like this in that role um the funniest thing about it and i've read the guardians of the galaxy comics uh peter quill in star lord in the comics isn't isn't quite like chris pratt but marvel has been doing this thing where they when they, when the Marvel the MCU kind of took off with Iron Man and Guardians and Captain America and Thor and everybody else Hulk maybe not so much Hulk but they started to sort of like uh, Guardians this happened for sure uh, Iron Man it happened to, uh, uh, you know too uh, Captain America a bit as well but they started to sort of mold and make not only visually in the artwork in the comics, but also a little bit about the stories and their attitudes and their dialogue. But they started to take the movie versions and kind of turn the comic version, the comic book versions into them a little bit. Just as a side note, that's not completely true. And I think they've, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy has a, has had a comic off and on for, for a while. They don't tend to show up in other books that much. Um, Iron Man has had a ton of comics. And, and different titles. Same thing with Captain America. Uh, same thing with Hulk. Those are big time Thor. Those are big time characters. Guardians of the Galaxy, especially I would say when it came out in the movies, most average people out there, certainly if you didn't know comics at all, had no idea who these people were characters. Um, and that's what Marvel did. I mean, I would say certainly Captain America. I think Iron Man to a degree. Hulk certainly because it's had some other things show up. It had a it's a very successful TV show, uh, and people knew who those people, who those characters were, pretty well. Thor, even I think a little bit, but but Guardians of the Galaxy is like who who are these who are these a holes, <laughs> right? Um, uh, but but the one one thing I really remember about this movie, and 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 I've said this maybe before, but my wife Lynn and I, we, I got her to go see this movie, and she's not into comics really. Is she didn't really see the other Marvel films very much before this, and but she really likes these movies. She hasn't seen the third one, um, 
but I'll, I'll get I'll get to the reasons. Well, mostly because we have a new puppy Luna at home here, partly. But um, but the um, but the point is, you know, th- this movie because it's got a lot of comedy, it's got a lot of heart. Um, the characters are just kind of goofy and weird. Um, it, it's not quite. It's not even though there's there's some serious stuff that's going on. I think I think the sh- I think the movies. One, two, and three. And by the way, this is not called Volume One. It's just called Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> if it was George Lucas doing it, he would go back and and call it Volume One, and he would also like add some extra stuff in it, right? So that's a joke, yeah. Uh, but um, but it, it's, I think I think there's a lot of reasons why these Guardians movies have done so well and and hit a good chord. I mean, people like comedy. And I think the jokes hit pretty well mostly. I think James Gunn um, can write those things pretty well. And I think, he, you know, by the fact that he's writing these – this movie, the first one was written by James Gunn and Nicole Perlman. Um, this is directed by James Gunn. Uh, the uh, so, so, you know, when you're a writer-director kind of care, person, the movie's going to be exactly pretty much what you want. Right, you're in control of the script. You're in control of the direction, and so if you're not putting your stamp on this movie, I don't know what's wrong. Something's wrong. <laughs> but so again, this is a J. This is all James Gunn going on here. Um, I'm I'm really curious, and I guess this is just as good a time as any to mention this. I'm a little leery of him in control of the DC properties. A, a, a couple of reasons. I mean, he – and people will say, oh, no, he can do serious stuff. I'm like, yeah, maybe, you know, but serious comic book stuff is its own unique kind of thing. Um, and and I and I think it it's, it's a tricky thing to do and to do well. Uh, it's very easy to throw in a few jokes. I mean, Marvel has always, in all of their movies, Iron Man even and Thor – They've always had a fair sprinkling, and sometimes to you know, sometimes for some of the movies, uh, and for some people especially, get really bothered by almost too much humor at times, right? Uh, so, it, it, you know, the, there's been this. Uh, it, it, you know, I've read DC. I'm trying to like contain my thoughts here a little bit, or give you guys what I what I'm trying to say, or get it down. The if you were to say you've got DC Comics on one side of the fence and you got Marvel Comics on the other, Mar- Marvel Comics have always been a little bit more goofy, humorous, a little bit more down to earth. And I've said this uh, again, I've said this before. DC Comics are pretty, pretty grim and serious, a lot of them. I mean, there's some lighthearted stuff in there too, but but you've got Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman, you know, as your big, your big characters and, and, they're they're practically gods and one of them is kind of one a god and and they're just very you can't just have them make and crack a joke really it's very i mean they've thrown batman a few funny little one-liner kind of things and batman can just you know you know he he can make a joke by just being like talking like this and like uh you know got to get back to the bat cave and see alfred or whatever i mean it, it can just be you know but the um so I mean, everybody's, and I'm, I'm willing, totally willing to see how James Gunn, and I, and I do like what he does, but uh, you know, everybody's like, oh, give him a chance, and I'm like, total, I'll, I'll be there to see a Superman movie. I think that's the first one of the movies I think that's coming. 
um, I think, or was it a different one? I don't know. doesn't matter. The, um, yeah, I'll be, I'm a, you know, said it many times over the years on the podcast. Uh, I'm trying not to prejudge too much and, and I'll certainly go see them. I won't just go, oh, it's going to be junk or anything. You know, there's, there's people that have been defending them completely and saying, oh no, DC, this is going to be great for them and the movies. Um, I liked what the DC guys did in the movies to a degree. Uh, I, I, I mean, I really like the casting. I, I like some of the elements that they've done in the movies uh, that, you know, but, but I think, I, I think honestly, the biggest problem with, with the movies have been, the stories haven't been all that compelling so far, really. Um, I, 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 th- I think the, 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 you know, the, the Snyder, the Snyder one, you know, Justice League and stuff, um, that version of it was, was a pretty solid movie uh, overall. But it, it's it, it again. These are really tricky characters. I mean, this Flash movie that's coming next month in June looks looks fantastic. Looks great, but that's got uh, so much going on in it. I mean, how can you not like the idea of Michael Keaton in this alternate Batman universe that that Barry creates or or goes to whatever not creates, but uh, or maybe he does create. It, it's hard to say from the trailer exactly how that's coming about. Um, I guess he doesn't though. Probably you know because then that would be like, oh, did you create? Michael Keaton is Batman way back in the day, but that didn't happen. I don't know. I don't know how they explain that. We'll see. Um, not a big deal, but um, but yeah, it, it's it's going to be interesting. And, and I did probably talked way too much about the whole James Gunn effect, but he is obviously a huge influence on these Guardians movies. I don't need to rehash the plot. I don't think of the first one. Um, this kind of set up the whole Thanos thing, though, really, in a way, because this is, I think, the first time we really got... Um, I guess in the Thor movie, we had one of the Infinity Stones, uh, right? And that was before this, I think, right? So, uh, but then we've got the Power Stone here in this movie with the orb. That's kind of the main thing. And you've got this this Ronin character. Um, uh, so, so they're, you know, he's kind of working for Thanos and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, we bring the characters together in this movie, we meet, uh, we meet them all. I mean, we've got Chris Pratt, we've got Dave Bautista, Zoe Saldana, Vin Diesel as Groot, Bradley Cooper as Rocket, uh, Lee Pace, who I, I think really play, Lee Pace is just a great actor. I really love everything I've seen him in, even that computer show, which, um, you know, uh, Halt and Catch Fire. Yeah, that was what it was. If you guys haven't seen Halt and Catch Fire, if you're into computer stuff at all, especially the early days of computers, watch that show. It's really good. Um, Michael Rooker, uh, Karen Gillan, uh, it, it's just, yeah, I mean, fantastic cast, you know, I think this is one of the, just the amazing things. And I think DC has done it pretty well too. Mar- Marvel, of course, has had some great casting. I mean, can anybody, uh, you know, I mean, can anybody else remember, think of anyone other than Robert Downey Jr. to play Tony Stark? I mean, he's just, just fits the, like a glove, right? You know, or, you know, it's just Chris Evans is Captain America. I mean, just, you know, I, I think I think a good, good percentage, you know, of the MCU's and Marvel's movie successes have been they've had, you know, the stories and the scripts have been really good. But I, but the casting is just it's been fan, fantastic. So um, we'll see what did James Gunn does with with all new cast, you know, a new a new actor playing Clark slash Superman, you know, a new actor playing Batman, I guess. 
a new actress playing uh, Wonder Woman or whatever. Um, but we'll we'll see how that all goes. But um, but yeah, I love this movie. Love it, love it, love it. The music is so good. Uh, that's the that's the other thing about these Guardians movies, and I and I love older older music. I mean, it's I still listen to current stuff too a bit, but but the the musics that they've picked for these movies just um, it just helps so much, and it and it's so it works so well, and the and the idea that Peter likes to listen to this stuff because of his mom and things um, is just um, it just works it works really well. So yeah, we learn about the Nova Corps in this movie, the Ravagers uh, that that picked up, uh, you know, Peter when he was just a you know a, a young lad on Earth and everything. So, so it's yeah, and, and the uh, one comment is an overall thing, and then I'll take a quick break here and we'll play the the trailer to the second uh, volume two uh, Guardians movie. Is that um, the nice thing about these three movies is you've seen these characters now and they've kind of evolved. They, they, they have their own kind of uh, movie going on. They don't overlap too much with, with the earth or other characters that much. They're pretty contained uh, within their own little world and universe to, for the most part. And um, so we've got to see all of these characters, Drax and Gamora and Peter and Rocket, you know, all kind of change and evolve over the movies. And that's been great. Really, really, really enjoy these. And it's a nice trilogy now and, and a nice set of movies to uh, to have to watch and enjoy. So, all right, let us move on to the second one, uh, Volume 2, Guardians of the Galaxy. Here is the trailer or one of the trailers that um, for that one. Hope you're ready. It'll be here any minute. Is that a rifle? You don't know what a rifle looks like? It's just swords were your thing and guns were mine. But I guess we were both doing guns now. I just didn't know that. Well, that's intense. I see it within you. Fear. Jealousy. Betrayal. It is our duty to cleanse the universe of this weakness. You know, they told me you people were conceited douchebags, but that isn't true at all. Dude. Uh, I'm using my wrong eye. Truth, put your seatbelt on. So we're saving the galaxy again? Yep. Awesome! We're really gonna be able to jack up our prices for two-time galaxy savers. searching for your whole life. It's right there by your side all along. You're right. All you do is yell at each other. You are not friends. No, we're family. Except maybe her. 
these years, I've found you. And who the hell are you? I'm your dad, Peter. All right, there is a trailer to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 movie from uh, 2017. Came out uh, this time they they released it, kind of what they did with number three as well, but it came out at the beginning of May, uh, at least in the U.S. Looks like Tokyo was a little bit earlier. Tokyo, April 10th, 2017. United States, uh, May 5th, 2017. So roughly... Uh, a little less than three years apart for these two. We had a quite a bit longer wait, probably mostly COVID and other things. You know, we had a, like a six-year wait to get to um, to get to Volume Three. But you know, the Guardians, of course, showed up in in Avengers movies, and and you know, we got to see them there. But um, so there's a there's a lot more going on in this movie, and I guess I I'm talking about these things in in you know, even though. Probably, if you're interested in these movies, you've seen uh, you've seen the first and the second one. Maybe not seen the third one yet, but this this one basically a lot of the movie is is essentially about Peter and um, and the uh, the idea that this Kurt Russell character could be his father, and 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 then there's a, there's quite a bit going on with Gamora and. Um, and you know, there's there's things happening with Nebula and between the two of them, I really like the fact that Nebula turns into uh, eventually. You know, uh, she starts out to be basically she's kind of an enemy, um, but but the but eventually Nebula becomes pretty much definitely part of the family, part of the team, uh, and and I, I I do like I always I'm always a bit of a sucker for you know when people get pulled back from sort of the, the dark side, so to speak, uh, you know, but, um, but that's, that's good. I, I do like that. And especially I like Karen Gillan is, is, is really good as Nebula. It's kind of funny because um, I, I like the way she does the voice and, and she's, she's so different than her normal self. You know, it's, 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 it's pretty interesting. And of course there's a ton of makeup on her. Same thing with, um, same thing with Zoe Saldana for Gamora, you know. But you can at least, she's a little more recognizable. Karen Gillan is probably the only thing who recognizes how tall she is. She's like six foot tall. But um, but yeah, this there's a lot of good stuff in this movie as well. This is the one, there's a lot of people out there. It's it's interesting. This movie, the, the second one, there's a lot of people out there that seem to not really like this movie. I think there's a lot of really good stuff in this movie. And, and, and watching that trailer again makes me, you know, watching both the trailer for the first and the second one make me want to sit down and watch these again. I think sometime in the next few weeks, I'm going to, I'm going to watch uh, definitely the first one again and, and uh, probably the second one again. I don't think I've watched the second one a lot. I think I've seen it maybe two, three times, at least. I know I went to the theater, I think, to see it at least a couple of times, um, but, uh, but it has been a while. Um, anyway, the, uh, and there's a lot of Yandu in this one too. We learn about the Celestials a little bit more. Um, there's yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. One thing I was going to mention, probably when I'll mention it a little bit when I get to the third one. Maybe it's a little bit of a spoiler, but I, I one of the things that I really love about Guardians of the Galaxy is you, they they they're you know in the galaxy. They're out there in space, flying around on their own little ship, and and visiting strange new worlds and all that. 
I, I would say in the in the current or the new one, they don't do that quite as much, um, you know. But um, but I mean, it's still fine. It's still fun. It's still a good movie. But um, but I, but I do love. It's the same thing that what I, what I love about Han Solo and Star Wars and the Millennium Falcon. There's there's something very freeing and something kind of fun about the idea of having your own little ship and you can fly around from place to place. And maybe it doesn't work all that great, but Rocket can fix anything, you know. So, so it's it, it, that that idea of um, or that concept of of just being sort of like, you know, somewhat mercenaries for hire to a degree, and 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 you know, across the galaxy, you know, doing these things and then jumping in the ship and getting away. I, I it, it's super. It, this thing basically, as the, as people would say, the, it really checks all the boxes of things that I love. You know, you've got some aliens, you've got strange worlds that they visit that that honestly, a lot of times look almost like you're on a LSD trip. Not that I would know what that's like, and I don't. Um, don't use drugs, kids. Uh, do I have to get out a frying pan and an egg? But um, but the but you know what I mean. They're not they're not these very plain worlds that they visit. They're very colorful. Everything's super colorful in, in the Guardians movies, and, he, and probably even more so. It's probably even cranked up to 11 in the, in the new movie that's, that just came out. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's... Oh, let me give you a few other details. So, of course, again, directed by James Gunn, written by James Gunn, pretty much the same cast, essentially. We, um, we get more Mantis in this one. We also, of course, have Kurt Russell, who is fantastic. Kurt Russell is just great in everything. Sylvester Stallone pops up, which I, I think is really funny casting, truthfully. Um, but uh, but all the original cast is back of, again. Uh, this one, let's see, this one, the budget was about $200 million and uh, $869 million it made. So it made a bit more money than the first one. Um, you know, the first one did so well and everyone seemed to love it so much. It's not too much of a surprise that this one probably made a bit more. Plus on top of it, you've got inflation a little bit there of movie tickets were a little bit more a few years later. So I'd say they were pretty equivalent. Um, one interesting thing that I didn't comment on before with the first one, but, um, the first movie, first movie is pretty, pretty tight for time. It's only 122 minutes long. Um, the second movie got a bit longer, 137 minutes, still not that, you know, it's like basically two hours and 15 minutes, essentially, if you don't count credits, although we all stay for the credits, right? Because of those, those extra scenes, by the way, if you haven't seen the third one yet, no, I was going to say this at some point, there are two different, um, credit scenes in the, after the third movie, I, they probably all have had that now, right? There's one kind of mid credit and there's one at the very end. Although uh, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I, I, I'm, I'm finding and feeling like the on these Marvel credit scenes that they give us, I, I always feel like the end one is 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 kind of almost a bit of a cheat. You, you know, it, it's like the middle one is kind of the one that they really show you something that you want to see. The the end one, and this is true for the third movie too. The end one is kind of like mm, okay, you know, but um, but anyway, yeah. Again, great movies, fun movies. Uh, that you got baby Groot all over the place in this one because of stuff that happened to him in the first movie. So you have the super little, I, I'm, I'm really happy. I was really happy with the fact that they, they didn't just have him get big fast, like that they kept that in place, you know? And, and that's one, another thing that I love about these films is that 
stuff happens and and it has an impact on what happens next. They don't just ignore it and like say one year later and have everything kind of erased or fixed or whatever. Um, I do like the character of Mantis. She can get kind of a little annoying at times, but but I do like her. Um, and uh, and Dave Bautista, you know, is is Drax is just he's just great. Uh, he has some of the best lines in these movies. Uh, and, and just, just some of the, you know, he, he's so, he can be so deadpan in the way he delivers his, his lines. It just works so well. So, um, all right, let us move on to number three. And, and again, a bit of a spoiler warning. I'll, I'll probably mention a few little things about this movie, uh, but I don't think it's anything too surprising. Uh, and, uh, let us play the, uh, trailer to volume three of the Guardians of the Galaxy series. I'm going to tell you something. I'm Star-Lord. I formed the Guardians. Met a girl, fell in love. That girl died, but then she came back. Came back a total dick. Oh, please. He left out some important information, but that is the gist of it. My sacred mission is to create the perfect society. He didn't want to make things perfect. He just hated things the way they are. you all to know that I'm grateful to fight beside my friends. Incinerate them. <laughs> we were always searching for a family until we found each other. Are you ready for one last ride? fly away together into the forever and beautiful sky. Whoever it was that you were in love with, it sounds more like her. Her? Do not bring me into this. (laughs) Knock it off! What? I never noticed how black your eyes were. They were replaced by my father as a method of torture. He he picked a pretty set. All right, so we get to the last one in the Guardians of the Galaxy series of movies. You know, it's it's billed as the last. Um, again, spoiler warning. I would think you know that things kind of wrap up, and 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 by the end of the movie, yeah, it's they're they're kind of. People are kind of uh, going their separate ways a little bit, but um, I, there's there's no real reason why. We, well, a couple things. One, and I'm probably jumping probably tomorrow what I should be saying, but this just popped into my mind, so that's why my brain works. But um, but the um, 
there there isn't any reason why we won't see more Guardians, whether they pop up, some of the characters pop up in other Marvel movies, or we eventually get another Guardians movie in some in some fashion, maybe called a different name. Who knows? I, I'd be shocked. Um, they're very successful. Uh, I mean, maybe just the fact that James Gunn is now, I mean, he can't, I guess, probably contractually, he can't go work on Marvel stuff. But, you know, come on, somebody else could write a Marvel movie and direct it. Uh, not a Marvel movie, sorry, a Guardians movie. Uh, he set, set a pretty good um, uh, pattern here to a degree, uh, and, and I think it's, it's quite possible. Um, anyway, again, directed by James Gunn, written by James Gunn, um, same cast essentially with some new, new um, added people in there. I, I do like the fact that we get Nathan Fillion in this <laughs> because I love Nathan Fillion. Uh, from the Firefly days and beyond, and I watched him in The Rookie. Uh, it was funny, on the I think it was the season finale of The Rookie TV show, Nathan Fillion was wearing um, a Guardians of the Galaxy t-shirt. His character, uh, uh, John Nolan, police guy, uh, he's wearing this Guardians of the Galaxy shirt. I thought that was pretty pretty fun. I love it when they do that little inside stuff. It's like back in when he did the TV show Castle, and he dressed up as his uh, as his Firefly character for Halloween one one year. That was amazing. That was I love it when they do little things like that. So um, this movie obviously just came out like about two weeks ago, uh, May fifth, and this one's 150 minutes long. So we've we've pushed it now up to two and a half hour. Sorry, two and a half hours for length. Um, 250 million for a budget makes sense. It's costing a little bit more now. Um, probably maybe people's salaries are going up. We've got some, a little bit bigger cast, maybe, um, different reasons. I mean, just, just inflation again, um, box office so far, it's made 530 million, uh, which, which is pretty impressive for, for only, is it, is it one week or two weeks? It's only a little bit more than, than, uh, than a, than a week. Yeah. So I think this movie's tracking pretty well to hit hit kind of the vol or the volume the <laughs> volume one volume two volume three i think we're going to end up in the seven eight hundred million again I, I i have no doubts about that i think that it came out at a good time uh i think early may is good i don't think until maybe memorial day weekend here in the states which is still a couple of weeks away i don't think there's any other big movies coming that can push it out you know that this is always the trouble and i've said this many times of the summer movie season, you know, they, they have like June's pretty packed with movies, truthfully. Uh, unfortunately, I think they're, they're kind of on top of each other a bit. And, and, and that really impacts if people don't go the week they come out and they go the next week and another movies come out, you know, then they have to make kind of a decision. Do they go see the movie from, you know, the previous week or do they go see the new movie that just came out or, you know, we, we go for many months during the year where there's not that much to see at times. And then, and then, you know, this happens during the summer. It's, it's, you know, it's been this way since the beginning of time. A lot of it has to do with it. The interesting thing about it is in this, in the U S is a lot of other countries, a lot of it has to do with school, right? A lot of it, the kids are out for the summer. So who goes to see the movies for the most part or a big part of the movie going audience is, is younger people, you know, high school kids, college kids, even younger. Um, although the younger ones, typically their parents have to take them or somebody has to take them. The, um, although when, let's see, I think it was about middle school age when 
when I was still when I was when I was able to get dropped off at the movies uh, and, and, you know, kind of drop off, picked up thing. I don't know with the with the way the world is now. There's a good question. I wonder what age kids parents feel comfortable with dropping their kids off at the movies. And then um, and then I, I know at the movie theater that I go to, for example, uh, matinees is, is a little different story. But but in the evening, I think it's after 6 p.m. or maybe it's a little bit later, 7 or 8 p.m. But if you're 17 or under, um, I think it's crazy like that. Yeah. I think Is it 17 and under? Yeah, you're not technically supposed to be allowed at the movies at night uh, without a without a chaperone, without a parent or guardian. Uh, which now that I'm saying that out loud, <laughs> I think I was 16 years old and I was and I was dry, riding my bike up to a busy road and go and and working at a at a restaurant during uh, yeah during the summer. So uh, so that's interesting how times have changed. But anyway, um, so. So the the point of all that is, is, you know, we've got all these movies on top of each other during the summer because kids are out. But a lot of other countries aren't quite like that. They don't they don't have this same, you know, pattern of school. Some of them have uh, school during the summertime to some degree and, and all that. Although, you know, Southern Hemisphere's seasons are reversed. Right. So um, this movie. But I, I one the couple things I want to say about this. And again, not too much of a spoiler. And you can kind of tell from the um the trailers, you know, this one involves this this bad guy character called the High Evolutionary, you know, and and as Rocket says in there, he 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 wants to basically like he's not happy with the way way things are, and he wants to make everything a little bit different and create his own little world and his own little society. And th- this is the character basically, and what we really learn in this movie is we learn Rocket's backstory. We learn all all about Rocket and and, and how he came about and how he you know. And everything, and and I, I've seen a couple of people post about this. It's movies a little bit dark in terms of I don't mean <laughs> hard to see, not like Picard season three. I'll never let that go, even though I loved it. But um, but the but there's some you know, especially to animals and things like that. There there's some you know we we basically get to see somebody who likes to experiment on little poor innocent animals, um, like Rocket. And uh, so if if I, I would not recommend this movie for little kids at all. Um, and depending on the age of the people, I mean, I've even seen, I've, I ugh, cannot talk. I've even seen adults, you know, who, who this movie kind of bothered them a little bit. Um, there's a lot of emotion in this movie. Uh, it's, it's a very rocket uh, centered movie. Uh, they, they're, they're, they're trying to help their friend. And, and uh, I would say he, t- he takes a pretty big uh, center stage a bit, which I love. I love Rocket. I love the idea of, of him and, and just this little character that is super smart and crafty and, and is good in a fight and everything. There's some amazing scenes in this movie, uh, some amazing fights. It's very emotional. Um, and uh, I think it's a fitting end to the, to the series. I'd like to see it again, maybe in the theater before it leaves. Uh, yeah, it's really good. It, I think it's 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 a bit more serious than the other two. There's still a ton of humor, although honestly, I would say some of the humor was didn't quite hit for me in in a few places in this movie. I think they've um, I I think it's kind of like oh, let's have Drax do this, you know, or something, and it's it's I don't know how to put my finger on it exactly. 
but I, I, I don't think the humor quite hit as well in this movie as, as maybe the other two. Um, but it's still good. It's still fun. Um, I, I would probably, I don't know. I was gonna, I, I, I've said many times, I feel like I always say I've said many times, I, maybe I should stop that habit. Um, I don't want to rate the three movies. I mean, I, I will just say I, I love the first one the most by far. I, I, it just, there's something about first movies that are great. I've always said I've, I love Empire Strikes Back probably more than Star Wars, but sometimes I think that, that maybe that's not completely true. That first movie has so much, um, it, it is nearly a, it's kind of like Raiders of the Lost Ark. The, the first, I mean, I like the depth and everything we get with Empire, but the first movie, the first Star Wars movie, it's, it's almost, it's essentially to me like a perfect movie. It really is. Um, it, it tells a complete story. Um, it, it introduces a, char- a set of characters and a situations and all that very well. We've never saw anything like it before. For, it's fresh. Um, it's it's just so fun. And um, and while Empire is is a, is fantastic, a great follow up. It, 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 it there would be no way to really watch Empire without knowing without having Star Wars before it, right? So it's 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 a tricky one, but anyway, I don't know how I got on. I, I guess I guess the same thing for Guardians. I think this is why I kind of lean to the first movie, um, because it introduces everybody. It's kind of a great, you know, story on its own, and uh, you don't get into all the other details and depth with with the other two, although those are good too. Um, I, I didn't mention this with the second one, but. I gotta admit, when 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 they did that bit it bit in the fir- in the sorry in the second movie of the Guardians movies with Kurt Russell and de aging him, pretty amazing. And now we've got seems like it's a thing now, right? Now the next one we're gonna get is Indiana Jones, uh, in this fifth movie where they de aged him to play a younger Indy again. And I I've heard it's not just for a quick few minutes; it, it's for a pretty good section of the movie, a pretty good piece of the movie. 20 minutes maybe worth or something like that. I think I read. So, uh, so yeah, they, uh, they, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. And I think they do a pretty good job with it. I'm okay with that to a degree. Will we ever get a movie where they'll just take some, you know, you know, give us, give us, uh, give us star Wars with the original cast, you know, but younger again or India. And, you know, I don't know, maybe who knows, uh, it, it, the technology just keeps advancing and advancing and advancing to the point where I have no doubt that in, you know, 50 years, maybe even less, you'll pro- practically be able to probably make your own movie on your computer or your, whatever your phone or iPad you have at the time. And, and you'll be able to put yourself in any movie and play any role or anything like that. And not only that, change it around and do crazy things, which is going to really be interesting how the um the industry changes you know there's the writer strike going on and they're worried about you know ai writing scripts which i think is a bit absurd because if you've ever played around with chat gpt now i'm spinning off into some some side things but um it, it there's no imagination in there it's it's just kind of mushing stuff together that it 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 puts it, it's just it's not good and it would it would never be able to be used as is and even then, it, it it's just kind of flat, and and it and and it doesn't have you know, it doesn't have that little secret sauce or whatever. So, uh, 
But um, yeah, so this has been a pretty quick rundown, but I, I just, because I saw the recent movie, uh, I've been listening to a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack music lately. I just thought, yeah, hey, this will be fun. Let's let's cover all three movies and kind of wrap this series up. I, I am a big Marvel fanboy. I, I love the films. People always say, oh, it's not as good ever since Avengers Endgame, you know, Marvel's junk or whatever. And I, I don't at all buy into that. Uh, I, I, I think this is another, they're, they're generating a new sort of set of things that, that's going to create a new set of movies and a new situations. And you, you, you can't keep just doing the same thing over and over. And that doesn't mean it's not interesting or good. Um, I've read comics forever and there's certainly runs and years that had more in, let's say, let's say bigger events happening or, or or, or I don't know how to say it, more emotional things possibly, but it's kind of like life. Here, here's Rico's, here's my uh, philosophy for the, for the moment. But you know, not every day is is going on a roller coaster or or or, or jumping out of an airplane, which I did do once a long time ago. Um, it's um, you've got ups and downs, and and you and and, and that's how things are, and and. You know, it, it, when you think about it, you watch a movie and it's a two hour, two and a half hour event and uh, a, a ton happens in a compressed amount of time. And and life isn't even really like that at all. There's a lot of downtime and a lot of other things. So point, point being, I think we can have some sort of quieter movies and things that are a little bit more. I, uh, here's another way to put it. it, it it's like I, my my biggest complaint about Star Trek Discovery, which is not every season has to be about saving the known galaxy. We don't need to do that. We could just go out and explore, have some fun, meet some new aliens or whatever, like Strange New Worlds has done. Um, it, it doesn't have to be the end of the universe all the time. That that If you do that too much, it becomes, uh, you know, like... Uh, how are we going to save the galaxy this time? You know, it almost becomes kind of a joke on its own. So I don't know why I talked about that right now, but I, but I guess I, maybe it's a slight defense maybe of the MCU. Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to what they've got coming. Uh, we've got Secret Invasion, I think, on, on, uh, on television, on, on the Disney Channel for the next Marvel series. We have the Marvels movie coming. Um, and, and yeah, there's just, there's just a bunch of cool stuff, by the way. Um, I guess we're wrapping, or I'm wrapping this up right now. So a couple of comments first, I don't know about next weekend. I am going to Motor City Comic Con next weekend here in, in the Michigan, Detroit area. So it's probably a pretty good chance there won't be a podcast next weekend, but I will do a vidcast vid show, um, for Motor City Comic Con. Uh, I plan to do that, um, probably in two weekends, which will be, I think that's Memorial Day weekend for us. Yeah. So next weekend's the 2021st. Yeah. So that's probably what's going to be the next couple of weeks, probably be a skip week again next week. And then, um, a vidcast for Motor City Comic Con probably is, is, is probably what you're going to get. So everyone, Hey, I'm out of here. Go see Guardians of the Galaxy volume three. If you haven't yet, some great stuff, some great music, some big, big emotions, um, bring some tissues, uh, if you're a big animal lover like I am, it, it can be a little bit hard to watch in a couple of places, but it is a movie, so keep that in mind. Um, 
as they put at the end of movies, no animals were harmed or or whatever in in the, in the filming of this movie. So, but I get it. I, it pulls you in. So, uh, all right, everyone, take it easy. Enjoy uh, the better weather, which probably a lot of people listening are probably getting better weather now. Um, take uh, take it easy. Happy Mother's Day once again to the moms, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Don't realize what you do to me when you hold me in your arms so tight. You let me know everything's alright. This has been a Rico Dosti podcast production.